0: Welcome to the Hope City Church Podcast. We're so excited for you to listen along and hear this week's message. We pray it inspires and motivates and draws you closer to Jesus. Let's take a listen. I want you to look at this, Matthew chapter 3, verse 1. And uh, I love the word, and I want to start off by reading the word here today. And in verse 1 it says, In the days of John the Baptist... He came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Someone say at hand. So John comes on the scene, and one of the first things that he says is, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, sometimes when we hear hear the word repent, we're like, ooh, what is he going to talk about? Repent actually means to change the way that you think. How many believe we need a mind change in this season? I think the last two years has really conditioned us, especially over our hope, that we wonder even today are things actually going to get better? Is anybody, like, just being real with you, is anybody still cautious in the sense of we're talking about things opening? And, and I'll just be real, let's call the, the elephant in the room, you know, getting over COVID. And, and thinking about this whole aspect of with COVID and everything that's gone on, and, and you know, I know restrictions are coming off. Alberta's a little bit more free, and uh, but you're coming. And I don't know about you, but there's this cautious optimism that's taking place right now. And I and I feel like the Lord is really speaking a word today that as the church we have to believe that things are going to get better that i I refuse to believe in a theology that the devil kicks in the front door and the church runs out the back i believe today that as christians we are called to bring the good news of jesus christ anybody agree with me that we have good news and so i feel today the word is what john preached and here's the thing john was the precursor for jesus How many believe that Canada is about to have an encounter with Jesus Christ? And so as a church, I believe God is speaking this word to us today. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And so in the theme of the message about seizing the moment, John is saying you're in a new opportunity. Change the way that you think so that you can grasp the moment. So I want to teach you a little bit because for some of us, we're like, okay, what moment am I in? You know, I I don't know about you, especially having kids, everything's a blur. Anybody here, your life is a blur? You're like, great, what moment is he talking about? Like, Like, I got a million moments, I gotta change the diaper moments, come on now. Here's the deal, God wants to give you keys how to grasp the moment. Number one, in seizing the moment, if you're taking notes, this is really good right here. Number one, if you want to seize the moment, you got to feel the moment. I got one awesome from my mom. This is great. Thank you, mom. High five. It's amazing. Can I tell you, this is why I bring her everywhere I go. It's amazing. No, She does, Samuel. I, I know. It's, it's, see, my mother does that. That's great. That's great. But you got to feel the moment. Some of us today, we don't even realize that we're in a moment. You know, even the word revival. I'll give you an example. Acts chapter 2. The disciples and a group of 120 people are in an upper room by the word of Jesus. And he said this He said, Wait in this place, for I'm gonna release to you the comforter, the Holy Spirit. And it's better that I go. Can you imagine this? Here's Jesus saying, It's better for me to go. I'd be like, No, 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 you're awesome. Please stay. Because everywhere you go, there's miracles, raising of the dead, people getting delivered, people getting healed. Like, how can you say it gets better when you go? That sounds like a bad breakup. It's better for me to go. It's not you, it's me. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like what are you talking about? And, and we see this group of people. By the word of Jesus, not having any understanding what it's going to look like. You know, we throw words about revival, God moving. We have no idea what it's going to look like. Even the people with the mic, if you ask me what is it going to look like, I don't know. But one thing I do know is that Jesus has promised us that we're going to see it. That Jesus has promised us that we have good news for a hurting and dying world. And so when this group of 120 came in the room, the Bible says that they heard a sound as if a mighty, rushing wind filled that place. Can I tell you this right now? It wasn't God coming down and explaining everything that was going to happen. It started in a feeling. Oh, that's tough for some of us. Because some of you that are feelers, you're like, yes! Some of you that are more analytical, you're like, come on, feelings, no. Is there anybody like that? Like I, My wife is an ultimate feeler. And she loves to process her feelings. I can't stand it sometimes. Anybody else know what I'm talking about? She's like, you're not getting it. I'm like, no, I'm not. Explain it to me. So there's a group of 120. And they experience what Jesus is talking about. And it starts with a sound. I, can I say this right now? This is, this is my two cents. Take this as a grain of salt. So often the next move of God starts in a sound. Can you feel it in the worship today? Can, is there anybody here today you're just excited to come to church to worship Jesus? You're not here for a me- Listen, you're not here for another message. You're not here for a guest speaker. You're here for Jesus Christ. And i believe there's a a wave there's a new sound that god is releasing through hope city it is the sound of hope it is a sound of life it is a sound that god is moving in our nation can you feel it see i know going across canada i can tell you this something is shifting people are getting saved everywhere we're going we're seeing hundreds and hundreds of people getting saved every single month. Why? Because Jesus, his word is true today. And I, and I believe this with all my heart. We're going to see Canada saved. And you're a part of this. And I feel like we can't miss our moment. And for some of us, we got to let our heart feel again where COVID in this situation has maybe robbed us of, of, you know, we're almost protecting our hope. We're like, well, I don't want to be hope deferred. Friend, you can't protect your hope. Only God can. That's why you have to put your hope in God. You have to put your hope in Him. And th- today, I feel this. Lord, I thank you. Maybe this is for some of you. God, I thank you today. Lord, where there's been... Maybe there's been a hardness of heart because of just being real, hope deferred, broken promises. Lord, I thank you today. Lord, would you heal hearts in Jesus' name? Here's the other thing. The second part of seizing a moment is this, is that with every great moment, there's opposition. Does anybody wish things would just be a little bit easier? Like, 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 or can I, I'll just be straight up real with you. Listen, we talk about the prophetic. I'm going to be praying for people at the end of the service. I'm really excited about this. Um, There is a lot of people. Help me, Jesus. Um, I did say it. I just didn't realize this many people were going to come out. Okay. Thank you, God. Panic prayer. Thank you, Jesus. No. But let's just be real. Have you ever felt like, you know, you get a prophetic word, you're like, yes, this is amazing. It's so on point. But then your life gets harder after the prophetic word. Have you ever just been like, God, what's the deal right now? Like, like, you told me all these things, and I feel like my life is in the opposite of what's going on. Here's the deal, is that there's no perfect moment, and that your moments are going to be messy. Come on, somebody. Like, you know, I was thinking about this in the front row. I, I got to bring, one day, I got to bring my kids here. My kids, my kids are the ultimate dancers. Dude, I'm telling you, Jake, they love to dance, they wave their flags, better than some adults. and uh, But here's the deal, my, my, my youngest, I was just thinking about her today, I was smiling, my, my mom's here, my mom's met all the grandbabies, and uh, I, I think she actually likes the grandkids more than her actual kid, but that's another thing. And, uh, but my, you know, my youngest just turned four a couple of days ago. I was just thinking about her, and she's our bo- boss baby. I, does anybody here know what I'm talking about boss baby? Like she rules the nest. She's four, but she's a gangster at heart. And, uh, but I was thinking about her this morning, and I was thinking about these moments, and by the way, if, if ladies, all of you that have had kids, God bless you. Because how many know, having kids is not this beautiful moment. Everyone would tell us, oh, it's so beautiful when you have kids. It is messy and disgusting. And other people are like, you should have a Fourth. If anybody ever gives me a prophetic word about a fourth kid, you're paying child support. Let me tell you that right now. <laughs> I need a raise. No, no. Here's the thing. I was thinking about this, though. You know, our, our last baby. Now, now in our household, I, I don't know anybody here. Is anybody here, you know, we're huge fans of Disney. I, I love Disney. I really do. And uh, some people are like, Disney's the Antichrist. No, no, it's not. <laughs> You're just a little bit of a prune, it's okay, we'll pray for you. We love, one of our favorite things to do is to, uh, to go on Disney cruises as a family. And uh, me and Mickey, man, let me tell you, I want Mickey Mouse Ministries, so I'm telling you that right now. And uh, so we're about to go on a cruise, I was thinking about this. My wife is pregnant with Jordan, and if you want to go on a Disney cruise, your kid has to be six months old to get on the cruise. And so our baby is overdue. Ladies, if you've ever had a baby overdue, there's a few of you that are like, get this thing out of me. And uh, I remember, though, here's the deal. It was the night before the deadline of our cruise. We had to have the baby by the next morning. And Kristen is like, our family is not losing this cruise. I'm like, Kristen, we have a baby. She's like, we have a baby and the cruise. And we will go on this cruise. And so she goes online. By, like, and she finds this like natural path concoction. It's like motor oil and almonds and soy milk. I'm like, it, it's the weirdest thing. She's shaking this thing up and she's like down the hatch. Whoop. And I'm like, what did you just drink? She's like, I'm telling you, we're having this baby. All of a sudden, she's like, oh, I feel contractions. So a couple hours later, I'm like, Perfect, we're going to the hospital. Now, side note, my wife always wanted to have a baby at home. No way. No. She always wanted to have a baby in our tub. That's my sanctuary. I love my child, but don't defile that place. I've seen the other two kids and how birthing works. I don't want, no, 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 no. That's where I soak with Jesus. Don't bring that in there. Not a chance. I said, we're going to the hospital. Why? Because it's easy. It's, it's just everything's there. Well, she's like, it's not that natural. I said, well, I'll, I'll, I'll bring some coffee. We'll make it natural over there. I said, but we're having it at the hospital, not at the house. So she has contractions, so we go, we go to the hospital. As we go to the hospital, we're there for hours. Baby's not coming. I could tell Kristen's a little bit discouraged. I'm like, oh, man. And and now it's the next morning, and literally we have to have this baby. Like, have to have this baby. And Kristen's like, okay, I guess we have to go home. And she's like, Sammy, I feel like we just wasted all this money. I let everybody down. I said, you didn't let anybody down. I said, don't worry. The baby's coming, and then we'll go back to the hospital. So we go home. It's like 2 a.m. in the morning, Jake. Fall asleep. An hour later... I hear this blood-curdling scream. Ah! I wake up. I'm like, what's going on? She's like, I'm having the baby right now. Perfect. Let me grab our stuff and go to the hospital. She's like, we're not going to make it to the hospital. I'm like, no. No, 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 no. She's like, get the top ready. I said, baby. I love you, but not the tub. Not the tub. Now, man, you know what I'm talking about. There's a gaze that comes from a woman. I'm telling you this right now. It's for real, bro. I mean, I mean, your life will flash through your eyes. And she looked at me and she said, Samuel Robinson, if you want to be the father of this baby... You will get that tub ready now. And in great sorrow, I turned the tub on. And Kristen gave birth to our beautiful, beautiful baby, Jordan, who's now four years old. And I was thinking about this, how so often in life, the way that we think is going to happen, it doesn't happen that way. I think one of the greatest obstacles as a body of believers that we have to get over is our assumptions of how we think God should move. Man, have I missed it on that. Where I'm like, I'm for sure it's going to happen this way, and it doesn't. I'm for sure it's going to happen this way, and God moves something different. I want to tell you this right now. I believe this last two years, God has been killing our assumptions. So at the end of the day, it's about one thing. It's all about Jesus. And even though things are difficult and even things are hard, I want to tell you this right now. You can never lose when the testimony of your life is intimacy with Jesus. And some of you here today, maybe that are a little bit older, I got a word for you today. You can't lose when the testimony of your life is intimacy with Jesus. And I know there's a great, man, I I actually feel kind of old in this room. I'm looking around, I'm like, my goodness, that's awesome. How many believe the church is about to get some younger too, amen? And, um, but here's the deal. With every great battle is this, you have a great God that's with you. And that there's victory on the other side. How many say Amen. The last thing I want to say is this and this is a big one for us in this room if you want to seize the moment you've got to own the moment this is a word right now come on Hope City can you own the moment what does that mean can you put yourself in the story see there's a lot of words about revival there's a lot of words about God moving can you believe with me right now that God wants to use you is there anybody here today that has the, the, the faith to say, God, here we are. If you're looking to use somebody, use us in this place. Lord, here we are. Lord, I thank you, God. If you're looking anywhere in British Columbia, right here in Abbotsford, can we believe that God wants to use this ministry to touch a nation? How many can say amen? amen. But here's the thing. Being the one. Something, we don't like talking about this, especially in Canada. You know why? Because some of our natures, we're a little bit more conservative. And and I'll be honest with you, sometimes when you have big dreams, it can feel like, well, you know, should I really have these big dreams? Should I really, you know, my, my, you know, other people might, you know, but they might say things against me. What do you think? Listen, friends, you've got a big God. You've got a massive God. And I believe this with all my heart, a vision that comes from heaven will be funded by heaven. But God is looking for someone to insert themselves in the story. I love this. i got to read this verse to you this morning. Then I want to share another story. It's this. 2 Chronicles 16, verse 9. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. Whose heart is loyal to him. How many believe that God is looking at this place and looking for someone to partner with? You know, I was, I was thinking about a, just a real quick story here. I was thinking about a friend of mine, uh, a, a prophetic guy that I know out of the States, and a really dear friend, and he was speaking at a conference uh, that I was at, and, you know, I, I had an athlete friend, uh, a football player that was uh, basically, he couldn't make it. He, was playing, he plays for the Edmonton Eskimos, and this is a few years ago, and uh, he said, Sammy, do you think that guy can have a word for me? I said, yeah, let me find out, and so after the service, I said, hey, I said, Sean, would you be willing to, uh, to give this guy a word, uh, you know, do you have a word of encouragement for him, or, or a prophetic word for him? He said, yeah, let's, let's talk to this dude, so I've got my, my, my friend that plays for the Edmonton Eskimo wide receiver, and my friend Sean Bulls on the phone, and he's like, He's like, uh, dude, I, I, see, like, I see God using you. There's, he gave this whole word about his family. And I'm thinking, wow, this is a great word. And at the end of the word, he said this. He's like, I really feel like I got something special for you. And he said, what? He said, I feel like God is going to use you to make the big play to win the Grey Cup this year. He's like, really? He says, really. And I'm thinking in my head, don't do that. Because in my head, I'm thinking, that's a big word. So he gets all, listen, so Sean hands me back the phone. This guy's pumped. He's like, oh my goodness, I can't believe it. I can't believe he said this. I'm like, oh, that's great, that's great. He's like, I'm going to tell every player, every coach, that Sean and Sammy said. I'm like, no. Why bring me in? That's his word." This guy got so excited. He told the whole team. Now, just letting you know, I, I also do athletic ministry. We do, we do ministry for, for the CFL, the NHL, um, and we do some work with the, with the NFL as well. Back then, we were just starting, and I'm thinking, I'm going to ruin all of my favor off some, one of my friend's words, thanks a lot, Sean. Thank you. So here's the deal. They start their season off. He tells everybody that they're going to win the Grey Cup, and he's going to make the play. By the way, I'm like, where's the humility? That's what I'm thinking. And he ta- shares this word. The first seven games, they go one and seven. The quarterback gets injured. Loss, loss. I've never been interested in CFL football. Ever. Except for that year. I was reading the paper every week and looking, loss, loss, loss. And I'm like, oh God, no, 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 no. Help me, Jesus. I was praying, oh God, help, 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 help. And then all of a sudden, after I think it was the eighth game, the quarterback comes back, they start winning. I'm like, praise God, and they get into the playoffs, and I'm thinking, this is amazing. Now, you know what I did? I got a whole, I, listen, here's my prayer strategy. I got a whole bunch of grannies. I said, I'm going to raise up all the intercessors. We're going to pray for this team because I'm not going down. I said, I said we're going to see this word through, and I, I got all of these grannies. I call them like, like, they were, how can I put them? They were like warrior grannies. I meant they they prayed more than talked. I I just mean like everywhere they go, they would pray. And they had this unique walk with their head. They would do this. And I had about 10 of them going in. And I looked at my little army of grannies and I said, grannies, we have one mission. I want you to pray that the Edmonton Eskimos are going to win the great cup. And they start praying. Every game I brought the grannies together, me and 10 grannies. And we're all going like this. And Edmonton wins the first playoff game, the second playoff game. Now they're in the Grey Cup. And I'm thinking, ooh, maybe this word is actually from God. You know, there's a whole bunch of you today. We do this all the time. We actually wonder, God, is this really from you? Or did I just make this up? Is this really what you're going to do? Or is this just some kind of hype? Friend, I want to tell you this right now. I believe that his word will not return void. I believe that there's destiny over this church. There's life over this church. And somebody's got to grab it. And so this guy, he's like, you know, he kept telling all these players, we're going to win this thing. Well, I'm watching the Great Cup. We have a Great Cup party. Like, here's my Great Cup party. Me and ten grannies. So I had all the grannies over. We were rocking it. We had an intercession prayer meeting before the, sur- before the, uh, the game. All of a sudden, the game starts. It's cold. And my buddy, one of the first places, he goes up for a pass. The ball hits his finger, and he breaks his middle finger. Now he's out of the game. And I'm like, oh, no. My friend Sean is a false prophet. Now, oh, no, help, help, Jesus. Help, help, help. And the game goes through, and they're going through the first quarter, the second quarter, the third quarter, and it's going back and forth. And Edmonton needs a score. At the very end of the game, there's like three and a half minutes left in the game. They need a score to win the game where the other team's gonna run out the clock. And so all of a sudden, my friend comes back in the game. I'm like, he's back, grannies, he's back, start praying. All of a sudden, 10 grannies. We start praying Now, You looked at his hand, he had tape on his hand. He looked like he had this like penguin type hand. I thought, oh my goodness, what's wrong with his hand? And all of a sudden, he's one of the first plays, he's open, they throw him the ball, he bobbles the ball. I'm like, no! Grannies, keep praying. All of a sudden, the team is going down the field. They're about, I think they're about nine yards out or something like that. It's, it's the second down. They need a play. And I'm thinking, grannies, this is it. All of a sudden, my buddy is lined up. And there he is. There's, a def- there's a, uh, uh, someone on defense on the other side of him. And when the quarterback hikes the football, says hike, all of a sudden, he takes a step. He loses his footing and he slips. Falls on the ground. And in that moment I thought, oh no. My friend's a false prophet, no, no. I remember being so much in despair thinking, I can't believe it, not another word, that's not gonna happen. And as I turn away from the TV screen, one of the grannies says, he got back up! And I remember rushing to the screen. And here's my friend. As he got up, the defense thought he's not an issue because he fell. And the defense were chasing the quarterback and the quarterback, they couldn't tackle him. He got out of a couple tackles, and he's looking for someone to be open. And here's my friend, with no one around. All of a sudden, he runs towards the end zone, does this kind of like button hook thing, where he goes into the end zone and grabs the football, and he gets tackled on the goal line. And the next play, they win the Grey Cup. Come on, somebody. And I'm like thinking about this. I said, I remember having ten grannies. We're all hugging each other. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. This guy gets the football. He goes on TV, on CBC. They said, listen, what do you have to say to everybody? He says, listen, there were these guys that gave me a prophetic word at the beginning of the season. Now I'm feeling good. See, some of you, you tell the highlights of your story, but you forget the little things that went on the way that you thought you were going to give up. You thought it was too tough. But at the end of the day, Jesus is going to do what he said he's going to do. And so in that moment, he said, there's these guys that gave me this word that I was going to make the play to win the great cup. I'm telling you, on this is on national news. I'm telling you, God is real, and he still speaks today. That opened up a whole ministry to CFL football players all across the nation. Guys would phone us up and say, hey, do you got a word about me? Hey, is there anything you got for me, man? You gave this other guy a word. I'm thinking, God, how did you do this? And here's what I'm reminded I'm reminded of my friend, and so much of us are like this. Life is kind of like football. There's a whole series of plays that you go through. And there's times where you feel like you make the play, and there's times where you feel like you miss the play, and there's times where you just feel like you got hit hard by life. But here's the most fascinating thing. Here's this guy that falls down, and the opposing team thinks he's out of the play. I got a word for you right now. Some of you, you don't realize this, but it's the persistence of your obedience that brings breakthrough. And I believe that the devil's try to count you out. The devil's trying to say you've been knocked down too many times. There's nothing left in the tank. But he doesn't realize that, listen today, there's still more that you have beyond what you can think or imagine. And it's your time to stand up and you're going to realize something. That there's an open lane for you. I got a word for you right now. You might feel knocked down, but you're not knocked out. And here's the best part. The best part about this whole thing is that quarterback's kind of like Jesus in this way. How many know that Jesus has never taken a loss? He's never taken a sack? And I want to tell you this right now. Jesus is still standing, and he rules and reigns. And at his name, listen, at the mention of his name, every knee must bow, and every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. What would happen if we owned our moments? If we actually believe, wait a second, you know what? God, you do want to use me. Can I say this right now? God wants to break off small-minded thinking off the church. Canada needs you. I mean it. Canada needs you. And for some of us right now, it's hard to think this way. Because so often the devil reminds us of what we lack, what we feel like we don't have, and there's a constant battle of our mind that we feel like we're not good enough. And I want to tell you this right now. It's not... God so often does not use the so-called strong or the so-called charismatic. He uses the weak things of this world. And for some of us today, if you feel weak in this room, you are a prime candidate for God to use you. But you've got to own it. And I feel this for Hope City. This is a word for you right now. Is that God is looking for you to own the moment. Can we believe right here and now that we're stepping into a new season? I'm just going to say this. Someone has to believe that COVID is over. Well, what about all this stuff? Someone has to believe that there's life after COVID. And some of us, you're like, well, what are you saying? I'm, listen, I'm not... Hear me, please. I'm not trying to diminish what has happened. I, I pray every week for people in ICU. I do that. I do pray for people that are in the hospital with COVID. I'm going to tell you this, though. We can't live our life in fear of what might happen. We've got to start living in the present. Start serving the God of the now and believing Him that revival is ready right now. THIS IS YOUR MOMENT! SOMEONE'S GONNA GRAB A HOLD OF IT! BECAUSE THE EYES OF THE LORD ARE LOOKING. I BELIEVE THEY'RE LOOKING RIGHT HERE. I KNOW I'M NOT HERE BY ACCIDENT. I KNOW I'M HERE RIGHT NOW BECAUSE GOD WANTS TO USE YOU. AND FOR SOME OF US TODAY, CAN I SAY THIS? YOU KNOW HOW MANY AMAZING MINISTRIES HAVE COME OUT OF ABBOTSFORD, BRITISH COLUMBIA? YOU KNOW many AMAZING THINGS HAVE COME OUT OF THIS REGION? HOW MANY BELIEVE THERE'S A LOT MORE THAT'S GONNA COME OUT? Can I, I just want to say this, Jan. I just feel this right now that there's amazing worship. I know even some of the songs that we were singing, you were telling me that they're songs from this house. Lord, release the sounds. Father, we thank you for it. Can we do something? Can we just lift up our hands all over this place? I know it's 11.45. I'm going to transition pretty quick so I can, uh, I'd love to just pray with you and believe with you. If you need healing, I want to pray with you. If you need encouragement, I want to pray. I'll pray for every person that's here, even if it takes two and a half hours. Help me, Jesus. (laughs) But I want to say this right now. I believe we're in a moment I believe we're in a moment right now in history where we're turning a page and it's not the same season that we were in. And I feel for some of us right now, God wants to heal us of some of the trauma of the last two years. Where there's been a battle over hope and maybe you're looking at the world today and, and you're like, man, you know, there's war going on or there's there's loss of jobs, or, or maybe today you're, you're struggling just to make it. You're like Sammy. It's, I know that you know there's hope, but I just I feel like I don't have much. That's okay, because the truth is right here. The God that you serve is the God of all hope, and if you need hope today, you're in the right place. If you need strength today, you're in the right place. I want to do something. just feel like as a prophetic act even this morning would would you do something would we all just stand up all over this room and I believe as we're standing I feel for some of us we're stepping out of an old season right now and I know this is just a simple thing But I feel like we're stepping out of a new season, out of an old season into a new season. And as we're standing, I believe that God wants to change our perspective and give us fresh vision. We need new vision for a new season. And I just, I feel like all over this room right now, where maybe there's been some hope deferred, or maybe there's been discouragement, or maybe there's been, you know, these thoughts i like, is it really going to get better? Is my life actually going to count? I'm telling you today, God wants to give you fresh vision. And so just with her hands lifted up, I, I, this is something my four-year-old does all the time. She comes to me with her hands up. And as she puts her hands up, she yells, Daddy, Daddy, Uppy. She wants to go on my shoulders because she loves the view from up on my shoulders. And I feel like today, with our hands lifted up, we're asking God for fresh vision. We're asking God today to see from a different viewpoint. Not from defeat, not from discouragement, but from hope and victory. Thank you, Jesus. And so, Father, today we thank you that it is a new day in our lives, in our city, and Lord, I thank you for hope, city church. It is a new day. And Lord, I thank you today that the call of God is being sent forth, looking for those who are truly His. And God, we say, here we are. Here we are, God. Use us. Here we are. With all our insecurities, with all our weaknesses, here we are. Some of you got to say this. Here we are. Or personalize it. Here I am, God. Here I am. I might be really afraid, but God, here I am. I, I Maybe I don't know what I, what I can contribute, but God, here I am. Because Lord, I know today you can take any life and use it for your glory. And Lord, if you're looking for someone, here I am. Lord, I make myself available. I say yes. So Lord, all over this room, Lord, we just thank you for what you're doing. And we did this last night. Lord, I thank you for fresh life coming into people's hearts today. It's time to dream again. It's time to dream. And I feel this, Lord, we thank you for giving people permission to dream the God dreams again. Thank you, Jesus. With no restriction. Lord, we break it off. I don't know about you, I don't want to use that word for a very long time. Lord, Let restrictions come off of our vocabulary. And Lord, we thank you for freedom. Lord, we thank you. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you were drawn closer to Jesus and that his spirit, his love, and his life are filling you right now. If you'd like more info about who we are and what we're doing at Hope City, head over to hopecitychurch.ca to find out more. And if you liked what you heard, head over to iTunes and rate the podcast to spread the word so others can hear too. And oh, one more thing before we go we just want to remind you that you were made for hope.